nobody does the research in their labor market. We, again, marketing, we'll, we'll take a bunch of time to figure out what our competition's charging, and, and, they, and we do. We do that every few months, probably, a lot of us. You should be doing the same thing with your, with your capacity side when we're recruiting. So um, the other thing is, I don't think we understand how important keywords are on job boards and Craigslist and even Facebooks of the world, but if I see so many jobs that are, uh, you know, if you don't do this, then we're not hiring you do it. And it's talks about, we've been in business 30 years. I don't care how long you've been, put, put the glasses on and look through those lenses as a job seeker. They want to know what's in it for them. Dave Mormon here coming at you with a live episode. Uh, today, I've got my friend on the line. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. I got Mr. Sean Dave from Blue Skies Admin Services and Blue Collar Recruiting. Uh, how are we doing today, uh, Mr. Sean? I'm doing really well, David. Nice to be on. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, totally. I'm sure uh, if you've followed the uh, pressure washing space for a few weeks or so, you've probably seen uh, Sean. He's a pretty knowledgeable guy uh, with a whole lot of intel into recruiting. So I wanted to bring him on to this call for you guys today because uh, it's something I consistently hear is struggles with people. You know, we can't find good people. And with free government money and challenges of the pandemic and being in a labor shortage. Uh, a lot of people are struggling with this. So I wanted to bring uh, Sean on. He, uh, he's got, I see on the background, the ABCs of recruiting always be recruiting. I love it. There you go. That's awesome. So let's first kind of just start with your background, Sean. I, I try bring on experts on this, uh, this talk and I know you are an expert in this. So, just tell kind of the listener uh, who you are and a little bit of your, your background that's brought you to this position. Sure. Um, I've been in the cleaning business and, and other small business arenas in the home service industry for over 25 years now. I owned a cleaning company for just over 20 years. Um, I had 42 technicians and about 50 employees total with some management. And um, I ended up selling my business several years ago to Blue Sky Services. And uh, Blue Sky Services, as I am a colleague of the home service industry, first and foremost. Um, and so we decided uh, to get together, Blue Skies and, and myself, and we started to buy other cleaning companies. Um, and that was our growth strategy through acquisition. So what had happened uh, in the short story of it is that we bought a, a, a pretty big outfit uh, in St. Louis. Um, the owners owned it for 30 years. We bought it. They retired and about 15 employees walked out the door the following week. So uh, we uh, rather got smacked pretty hard in the face, realizing we were mediocre at recruiting at best at that time, again, several years ago. Fast forward, uh, I told everybody, leave me alone. I'll get this recruiting thing figured out. It took me uh, pretty much about a year. Uh, I wanted a couple things. I wanted it automated. I wanted it data-driven. I wanted it to work in multiple parts of the country. At that time, David, I think we were in maybe seven states uh, owning different things. And, um, and uh, that's what we did. So that, that was my background uh, and where I came from. I also owned a mortgage company for about 10 years and some other things. But my you know, my heart and soul is into, uh, into the home service industry for sure. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love how these businesses come about of just you having, you know, the experience of knowing all the challenges that someone's facing, right? You said you had 42 technicians and a staff of 50 for uh, how many years did you have that company for? 
Uh, 20 years. Wow. Just about 20 years, yeah. Yeah, so you've heard every excuse in the book <laughs> of uh, people not showing up to work or, you know, not doing a good job on site or customer complaints. Because I think, like, in our industry, a lot of times what we see on social media is not actually what's going on, right? There's There's owners sharing their highlight reel, which is good for marketing. But I think behind the scenes, there's so many owners struggling with literally pulling their hair out of, you know, why are we doing this really? Like that's how prominent of a problem it is. I was on a Facebook group the other day. Someone literally said like, and this is becoming a theme now, I'm literally closing up my business because I can't find the people. And I get you should give them gift cards and have barbecues. But I think what you guys have done a good job of is really creating a science behind recruiting because tell me this, and this might be hard to answer, but why do we spend, why does an owner understand we need to spend money in marketing to get jobs? But when it comes to recruiting, why do we think just like a $35 Craigslist job ad get, gets the job done? Like how, how are things changing on that front? Uh, you know, that that's something we've been hitting hard on for several months now. Uh, we've sort of come out with a theme, to your point, David. It's marketing and, and recruiting are so much aligned. It, to me, it's incredible. I've got a really big sales background, so I understand marketing and sales. That's not my necessarily my expertise. But why is it, to your point, why is it we are comfortable spending five or six grand a month to go find somebody that might, a, a client that would pay us maybe 300, maybe $3,000, but you know, we, we cry and we tear up when we have to drop a few hundred dollars to go find one employee that will fetch us $100,000 of revenue. I mean, that might, so we're really working hard on changing that mindset and looking at it very much like marketing, even, even, um, we, we've recently been talking about boots on the ground stuff. Why do you have yard signs up in client yards and, and yet you don't have yard signs up for employment? Um, it's it's mind boggling to me that we don't have that mindset for recruiting that we do have for marketing. Yeah. Do you see that change? Like for me, say I, I have a home service business. I got 12 employees. Do you think that's going to be changing where an owner is going to need to have recruiting every bit as top of mind as as getting jobs is that do you see that shifting in your position yeah and one of the things that i've told people you know four years ago five years ago my staff and i very rarely talked about boosting and sponsoring and you needed to do these things and get creative resume databases bullion searches all these things um, and, and technology is, you know, we always know that, that, that has to be something uh, that we have our minds on all the time. But it, it's, it's a matter of now for, for about a year. That's, you know, if you're not going to spend money, you know, we, we, we are often asked how much then, right? You need to boost and sponsor. The question then becomes how much? The answer is there's many. It depends on the job title, your geographic area. But if your mindset, yes, isn't, um, to understand that you've got to spend, you know, 500 to a thousand dollars maybe to find one good hire. And, and, you know, that scares a little bit, uh, some people out there, but again, would, if I put it like this, David, if I said, give me $2,000 and I will be able to generate $300,000 in revenue for you. I don't know many people that would say, well, you know, don't give me more information. That sounds fantastic. That's what recruiting is right now in this labor market. Yeah. 
And so, you know, I brought you on to ask you all the hard questions. Do you know why that's the case that an owner would neglect the recruit? Because they people spend two hours a day on Facebook crying they can't get good people. Why do you do you think they just don't know how to recruit or they because surely they must think it's important. But do you think they've just kind of given up hope and said, you know, I'll just do everything myself if there there is no one good out because I fell down on this twice and didn't get anything from it. Like, why? Why is this the case? Um, I know for sure that most small business owners, including myself, before I had to understand it, and this is my livelihood, and this is what I do every single day, I had no idea how to recruit properly. Um, you know, nobody does it properly. Nobody likes it. I, I, it's very rare I find somebody that just loves to go through 100 resumes to find one good person to interview, and that person doesn't show up. That's very hard to like that. Um, so we, you know, we've come to a point where we've got some things that are data driven and automatically will screen some people out for us because it's so frustrating. That's the number one complaint. I can get some applications coming in, but they all stink. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that's not true. They don't all stink. You just don't have time to go through it properly and find those diamonds in the rough. And that's all we do. We've got a system that basically has figured out how to go into the mine and pound on a bunch of dirt until we find that diamond. And, and that's the name of the game. Most small business owners don't have the time for that, don't have the patience for it. And, and just throwing money at it isn't the solution either. You still have to have that system, those specific questions that will help uncover if that person's worthy of an interview or not. And, and I say this too, uh, to, to wrap it up, we are in what I call the a Great Depression on the capacity side of our business, right? Think about that for a minute. That's another reason people are so frustrated and throwing the towel. And there's several reasons behind it. We always talk about the funny money from the government. We've recently starting in July, all of a sudden I'm getting a couple hundred dollars in my bank account for, for having a couple kids. Okay, so that's showing up. You know, it's not just lazy people that are staying home. There's really good A employees that are good hearted people, hardworking people, mothers and so on that haven't spent a lot of time with their children and all of a sudden they have $10,000 sitting in a bank account and $500 a month coming in. I would want my daughter to spend some time with her kids too if she worked four years straight without doing a lot of things with her family. So that, those are all reasons it's very difficult. It, it's, it's, it is the Great Depression on the capacity side, yeah. the recruiting side of this, of this market and economy we're in today. Yeah, that's so well said, man. Like I feel like if you talk to 10 business owners, I'd say nine of them, if you asked what's your biggest struggle, I'd say outside of you know, knowing their numbers and finances, I'd say it is just, I need good people. And a lot of times it's interesting that people say they need good people. You were on a, a larger scale, right? Hiring 50 people, but a lot of people just need one, two, three people and their, their life as a business owner would change. So it's just like, it's just a small team where you, yeah. some guys, yeah, I need 10 or 20 people, whatever. That's, those guys are a little more rare. I'd say the 80% need one to four hires, I would say. Is that, is that accurate? Well, absolutely. And let me, you brought a really good point up that I've been touching on too. And some of the things I'm doing on Facebook lives and whatnot. And that is if, you know, again, going back to that marketing and that our, our whole business relies on matching capacity and demand. Demand is how many clients do we have and capacity is how our employees to, to meet that demand. Right. And so if, if, 
if you're a, a guy that's been or a gal that's been in business for several years, five years, six years, you know, you've probably established, especially in this labor or in this market, demand isn't the issue. So, you know, people are pounding our doors down if we're a reputable company with some Google reviews. So that's not the issue. And so if you go to bed at night and you lose two clients, you probably, eh, we don't like that at all, but we don't lose sleep over that. If you lose two employees, you're not sleeping. Your marriage is in trouble because you're getting cranky. Yeah. Those, think about it in that regard. And, and yet you're going to tell me your mindset isn't employees are so important to go fetch and invest a couple thousand dollars in. That, to me, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as a, a, a smart business owner is always thinking, what's an ex, we were just talking about this on my coaching call. What's an expense? What's an investment? Right. And to your point, if I gave you a thousand dollars and you turn that into 10 or 20 or 30,000, that's a slam dunk. Um, but I think things are going to need to change dramatically in how a business owner views their business model that we effectively trade our labor time in exchange for dollars for the service that we provide. And if we don't have the inputs, the people, there's no trading, there's no dollars coming in. And it's almost like, I don't know if this problems like crept up on us, but it almost seemed like COVID just turned gasoline on this problem, like really quickly. Cause I've been doing this 13 years. Recruiting's always been tough, but the last, since the pandemic, yeah. it's like, whoa, it's gotten really crazy for lots of people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, that's one thing we haven't touched on. I, I learned um, very shortly after the, the COVID that um, epidemic, that um, another thing that really, there's so many things that stifled this labor market and created such a, a horrible labor market for us. And one of the things that, you know, came up and that I thought about is this. You think, you know, most of us hire that 20-some-year-old, mid-20s, late-20s, you know, maybe into the 30s. That's, that's our main labor market for home services, right, for that hourly blue-collar type of person. And, again, I always go – I'm kind of a contrarian because facts are, are stubborn things. And what I find is that there's a lot of those people out there that are super good employees, again – hard workers, A employees. And prior to COVID, those guys out there were going, man, you know, boss, I've been with you three, four, five years. It's, you know, maybe a little bit of a bit of a raise here. And when they didn't get it, the market was such that they could quit, go find another job and, and make three, four, five dollars an hour more. Now these same people got slapped in the face for the first time in their lives to no fault of their own and lost their paycheck seemingly overnight. That's never happened to a 25, 26 year old guy before. It happened during COVID. So again, that labor market where that person's going to look for a raise prior to COVID, they're holding on for dear life to the job they have today because they realize how valuable that is after getting smacked in the face and losing that job during COVID. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Did you see um, a lot of applicants coming into home services from the result of the pandemic, like people hiring from, you know, hotels or even yeah. the rest, like the restaurant industry just got completely hammered. Uh, and I feel like a lot of those people have either went to school to, to retool up or go join another resilient business, but have home service businesses on a, on a macro level, have they benefited from, from some hiring from other industries? There's no doubt about that. It, it, there was a shift in labor. Um, 
the, the unemployment rate, you know, at, I mean, once we got through COVID, the unemployment rate is steadily coming down, but there's still 9 million jobs available out there. Wow. So, so yeah, it, 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 and I'll give you a very specific example. I've got a lot of residential home cleaning clients. Okay. Lots of them. And, um, I, 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 if you would have read some of the job ads we put together, you would have thought we were hiring for restaurant servers and waitresses mm-hmm. and waiters because those people who, who lost their job in the hospitality industry, housekeepers and hotels, lost their job in, in the hospitality industry, we were going after them like gangbusters for residential clients of ours. And we own a couple home cleaning businesses as well, residential home cleaning businesses. So the word uh, server, waitress, waiter, you know, that was a housekeeper, housekeeping. That was our job title. You know, and, and we were attracting that. That was huge. And it, it only lasted for about three months, but we understood that, went after it, and it really was a successful strategy for us and our clients. Yeah, that's amazing. I know we benefited from a, a technician that came from the restaurant industry and she, she's been awesome. A couple other hires we had earlier this year, uh, right when things were kind of at the peak, have joined in and been been good fits with us. So yes, just kind of flew into my head to ask you that one. So uh, we, we understand the problem here. Their recruiting's huge. We, we should, as owners, be shining a flashlight on our own businesses saying, you know, capacity planning, like you said too, right? We're going to do X in revenue. We're going to need this many people, which mean I think a lot of that's, in my opinion, problem one, home service business owners don't actually plan for their year and they don't know the revenue, right? I get on enough calls. How much revenue are you doing this year? Oh, I'm actually not sure. It's like, you should yeah. know that you should work backwards and figure out technician hours means how many crews means we need this truck. And so when you plan that out, I think that you'll basically know we're going to need this many hires for this year, right? So absolutely. Or would you agree that people aren't really planning their year out? Well, there's no, I know that to be a very certain fact because we also have bookkeeping services that we provide hundreds of, you know, Dan Plata does that for us. And he's got obviously a bunch of bookkeepers helping him out. But the, the, the things that he's been able to do to help uh, his clients on that end. And of course we share a lot of the clients is to your point, if you get your books in order, there's certain percentages that, pretty much don't change. We know our labor, you know, if, and that, to your point too, everybody knows their labor percentage if they do know their revenue, but they don't know anything else. And, and, and it's hard to control that and manage that. But once you get the, the numbers and your bookkeeping in order, you can start to pull levers and still be at the percentage at the end of your final COGS number, cost of goods number at the end. Because for example, in this labor market, in this economy, you should be taking from your, you know, I apologize to all my marketing buddies out there, but you should be taking a little bit off a budget away from your marketing and throwing that into your recruiting and into your hiring for sure. So let me ask you this, Sean, if someone's running, say, we'll just say a 200,000, I talked to a lot of people running a $200,000 business. They got a helper who was their nephew of a cousin who then peaced out and isn't with them. And now they're back listening to this. What percent, let's call him Tom, let's say Tom's running 200,000, what percent, how much money would you say would be a, a uh, accurate budget to be spending for recruiting, including uh, ad spend? Is that, you know, one grand, 10 grand? What, what is that, would you say? And again, I know it'll vary on markets. Yeah. 
I think I think you would also need to see your you know from what I'm hearing, it's not only a two hundred thousand dollar business, but they also have two hundred thousand dollars worth of of business sitting on their books that they can't go clean, cut, nail, hammer, paint, whatever it is. So I think it depends on that as well. But I think we're probably looking around ten percent in this labor market somewhere in there should yeah. be something that you really should be doing um, to keep up with growth and turnover. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that is the business too, right? So that, that sounds like a pretty aggressive number, but then again, what's the alternative? You have all this work and you don't have, you know, people to go, to go do the work for you. So um, again, I think that's where a budget comes in, right? If it's 10, if it's five, if it's two, if it, whatever it is, you need to plan for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just like anything else, supply and demand, the job boards and deeds of the world, the zip recruiters, Facebooks, all of those, there's been some changes in algorithms so that there's a little bit more money to, to need to be spent. And, and I don't blame them. I mean, I don't like it. I, you know, it doesn't help my clients and my businesses. But, you know, it's supply and demand. The demand is so huge to go find employees. They've all increased their prices. So that's another reason that, that it is costing more to go fetch a, a few employees. Yeah, I always lose my breath a little bit posting on Indeed what the recommended spend is. I'm like, I remember when that used to be $7, then $13, $24, $31. Like, I think... Literally in, in two years, I bet that'll say like recommended $78 a day. It's like, really? But uh, again, it's just like, I think that's where our service economy is going. And if you, and if that's, if that's where you're going to need to be, it's even more important to get your, your ducks in a row with your training, your culture, um, and, and retaining, you know, those employees are so hard to find. You damn well better be keeping, keeping them as long as you possibly can. Um, and, and that's something we learned even in a, you know, easy to hire labor market. You don't want high turnover, no matter what the market is. Um, and, and we've come up with a lot of um, data driven questions to ask when we're pre-screening our uh, uh, job candidates prior to hiring them. So we're, we, you know, we're hiring like 96% of the people that show up to an interview. That, that was never the case before we put this system together. Wow. Okay. So let's get into that. Like, I know we get the problem of recruiting and the listeners who've listened this far, they're like, yeah, Dave, Sean, I get it. Recruiting's tough. So I wanted to highlight Sean on this interview and basically hear how the process works. So again, let's speak to Tom. He's doing 200 grand. He'd say he wants to have two hires join his business. Tell us about how Blue Skies Recruiting would, would work. Sure. So the first thing that we do is we learn uh, a little bit more about your business and your needs, as, as you pointed out. So Tom would basically hop on a demo with me for about 15 or 20 minutes so that I can show him the system so we can talk it through. Number one, what I'll do is have uh, do the research in that labor market. So if Tom is in Cleveland, Ohio, I'm going to go there. I'm going to do a lot of homework. I mean, and we do a lot of homework on that uh, labor market to find out how are your wages in comparison to other things? What are the key words that, that job seekers are going into and pushing those buttons on? Um, 
David, that's probably the, the number one or two mistake I see is they nobody does the research in their labor market. Yeah. We, again, marketing will we'll take a bunch of time to figure out what our competition's charging, and, and, they, and we do. We do that every few months probably, a lot of us. You should be doing the same thing with your, with your capacity side when we're recruiting. So um, the other thing is I don't think we understand how important keywords are on job boards and Craigslist and even Facebooks of the world, but – if I see so many jobs that are, uh, you know, if you don't do this, then we're not hiring you do it. And it's talks about, we've been in business 30 years. I don't care how long you've been put, put the glasses on and look through those lenses as a job seeker. They want to know what's in it for them. Um, stability. We've survived COVID apprenticeships. Uh, and basically all you're doing is hiring somebody and training them to, to move up your career path and your career ladder. But that word apprenticeship really hits home, those sort of things. Once we do that, we're going to post um, your job titles and job descriptions that we create for you um, and create some application flow. We use about 40 or 50 different job boards. Most others use one or two or three at the most. Like you said, maybe Craigslist, Facebook, and maybe Indeed, and that's it. We're going to manage that for you. We also know of things that um, it took us, you know, time to put the pulse on the labor market in the industry itself. So I've done thousands of demos since January. And I can tell you two people have heard what Google for Jobs is. And it's a game changer for recruiting. If you don't know what Google for Jobs is, you're losing out on a ton of application flow. Okay, that's just one example of things that we'll bring to the table and educate on. And by the way, at the end of this 15 or 20 minute demo, I am more than happy to say, steal all the stuff I show you, try to implement it yourself, and I'm fine with that. You can call me, you can text me, you can message me, and I'll talk shop all day long with you. I don't care. If you, it, it, and that's what we do. The secret sauce, there's two things that we do that is sort of our secret sauce. Number one, it's automated. So unlike Everybody else out there that says, okay, I got to go through 100 applications on, uh, on Indeed and maybe some Facebook crap, and you're going back and forth and you're, you're, you're messaging, you're texting, you're, you're playing phone tag with people that don't even qualify or you don't know that they qualify yet. Because our system's automated, 10,000 people apply for Tom's job in this case, and instantly there will be a score next to their name that will instantly let us know if they're worthy of an interview or not. And that's that. I mean, not in seconds, not in days, not in hours, in seconds. That's part of the secret sauce is our, our rating system that we have and also that it's automated. And then at the end of it all, we'll, of course, here's some services we provide. Here's, here's some pricing on it. You know, let us know what you want to do. Yeah. And that's really what it is. We just, and you've done nothing to that point, Tom. You've literally done nothing. The client's done nothing. When we do find a candidate that is based on our data, worthy of an interview. Uh, that's when we ask Tom to actually do something. Tom has to re, you know, hook up with that person, set up a time convenient to both parties to interview and hire, interview and hire, interview and hire. That's all Tom does is set an interview and hire, set an interview and hire. Yep. I love it, man. Tom saved his marriage and his business. Right? <laughs> he sure did, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I talk about that about at least monthly, but I try to talk about it weekly with my staff that we are literally changing the world in our little community of, of yeah, the home yeah. service industry because we do. We do help marriages. We do help people yeah. sleep at night. We really do. No, man, it sounds crazy, but even people I've been helping uh, with business coaching, right? You hear from their spouses like, oh my goodness, where were you five years ago? Like we could, it's just, I see this industry going 
where a business owner like myself does not have time to get in and monkey around with Google PPC or Facebook ads or even recruiting. And that I think it's literally just how can we make it easy? And it's like paying a company uh, like Blue Skies just to handle the recruiting, right? What What's your time worth? Like, I feel like you hire Blue Skies, you get 40 hours back and you actually get, you know, guaranteed people coming into the pipeline. So yeah. again, what's the expense? What's, or is it more of an investment is what it comes down to. So let me just kind of recap so the listener knows I want to make sure I captured it all so someone gets on a 15 20 minute demo call with you guys then you're going if they proceed you're going to go ahead do all this research into the local market what are competitors job ads what are they paying you're going to custom make a you guys write the job ad as well we absolutely write the job ad we create the job titles that will create the most application flow possible yep Cool. Make the job ad, the title, get all the keywords for what gets searched. You get that up onto, you said, 40 or so job boards when usually yep. people just go Indeed or ZipRecruiter. Uh, you guys got the Google jobs on lockdown. Then it will go to a page where uh, a qualified applicant um, came into my head, but we call them, uh, do you have an applicant or do you have a craplicant, right? So <laughs> have you heard that one before? No, I like okay. that. Yeah, you can, you can take it. Um, so you got a, a, you got a qualified applicant who's going to fill out, uh, right there on the page to apply, um, these set interview based questions or application form questions that based on Sean's scoring system is going to say, Hey Dave, or Hey Tom, this guy would be worth interviewing or or not and then there's set instructions for that uh, applicant to uh, apply for the position right that's correct and and then um, and I just want to touch very quickly the, the the scoring system is very data driven where we know that if somebody answers one of those questions a certain way our data is such that we have data that says um, if it's the worst answer they may only last on average 10 months or less with our company. That's how potent the data is. It's amazing. Cause I mean, you've got, you did this with your company and you guys are doing it currently with your company, let alone all uh, a whole bunch of people throughout the country. Absolutely. And, and then it's a matter of, uh, you know, the wrap up of it is we'll create the landing page, which is a slash online application slash landing page. Mm -hmm. Any job that we post in, in, for anybody anywhere, no matter where it is, they get redirected to that online application, answer some questions, and then um, we know instantly whether they're worthy of an interview or not. Yeah, that's amazing. And so me as the business owner, I would get uh, applications sent into my, uh, to my email inbox. Is that kind of how it would work? We, yeah, we can either have a, we, we normally might have somebody, uh, somebody being a job candidate that qualifies mm -hmm. uh, and worthy of an interview, would email the um, office and, and it, we ask them to put the words interview request in the subject line, your name, your phone number, job title you're applying for, and, you know, Tom will get back to you immediately to set up an interview. We also have the ability to put your calendar link in there if you use a calendar to set up oh, interviews. So they cool. can just click it and you all of a sudden you got interviews showing up every week in your calendar. I love it, man. Uh, me, me and my ops manager, we, we try to spend, I say more time than the average company on recruiting. But what I like about this is 
there is data behind it, which we don't have. And two, it automates a lot of things, right? My manager has a million things to do. I've got a bunch of stuff to do that to go and have to walk through this process, which would be, you know, an average, or I'd say it's like competent, but this really takes it to the next level, right? You roll into a season, Sean, I got to bring on 10 guys. You're my expert. You go out and headhunt and get me uh, get me some people. And for every listener on this call, uh, I was on Sean's call. We're going to use his services. But um, what you guys are charging, I think, is is very affordable. Um, and so, you know, I've worked with enough people and seen their pain that it really just seems like a no-brainer. Um, so, yeah, that that's what I'd say. And it's a trust thing. We were just at a convention last week and uh, it, we are colleagues because we own service businesses. You don't find that very often. And then we offer the recruiting end of it. And if you can imagine for a few hundred bucks a month, you can hire a full-time recruiting department. You can't beat that. You just can't beat that. No, man. We, one of our competitors let me know they have a recruiting company and it, it, it's big bucks. Right. Um, and again, like rightfully so what's it worth a technician for us, a crew could produce $250,000 in cleaning uh, how much would you pay for that? And so, and let alone the stress of not having that, right? What's that worth to your health, your mental health, your relationships, your, your family. So a lot, I think a lot goes into this. And when people tell me they have a problem in the business, right? We're short staffed. I always try and see what's the problem actually behind that problem. And so I kind of, as we segue to wrap up, what is like, where does this process go wrong? You know, I get the data, everything good, but is there things that still a business owner you would heed caution to and be like, yes, hire blue skies, but you still need to hold up your end. Like for me with coaching, absolutely, it's like you guys still need to put in five to 10 hours a week of building systems coming on the coaching calls. Like what would an owner need to do to like quote for podcast? I'm quoting to like hold up their end of the bargain. Two things. One is doing your due diligence and getting back to those worthy uh, candidates that made it through our system and get them interviewed as quickly as possible before they go down the road. But but to pull it back to where we started all of this at the beginning of, uh, of the podcast, David, was how aligned it is with marketing. So we ask that you still do those boots on the ground, meaning why on earth would you have a truck that doesn't have something that a magnet or something that says we are hiring yard signs. Um, you know, sign out in front of your office. I mean, I, those sorts of things, those boots on the ground, get a QR code. There's a ton of them. You can go find websites for free. It doesn't cost you anything. The QR code, boom, we're hiring. That's all you have to put on it. Um, signing bonus, things like that. I, I think those boots on the ground type of things, um, if you're not asking people and talking about it and get your employees involved and go and fetching some referrals and references and things like that at church, wherever you're at, you should be talking employment. You should be yeah. finding employees. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, we call it our ecosystem or our funnel, right? You need, whether you're, you're plugged into church or a rugby club or a track team or your kid's daycare, like whatever it is, I think you need to as the sign says, always be recruiting, right? It, it's such, such a big thing. So before you go, I got two more things for you. Um, I want to pull one more gold nugget for you. Um, something I think about a lot is we're in 2021 today. Where do you think, Sean, we're heading 
with this labor shortage? Like, is I know you're a pretty happy-go-lucky, optimistic guy. Are things going to get worse? Are they going to get better? Are the contractors who don't figure this out, are they going to just stay owner-operator? Um, what, what do you see happening, say, in a five-year sprint from today with home services and the labor shortage and hiring? Because I know you've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of people, and yep. you've got a lot of insight. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that. I'll give you a sort of like a six-month to eight-month thing, and then I'll give you a five-year thing. Sweet. Um, I, I, I believe that come, January is historically the best month to recruit, period in any labor market for, for a number of reasons. December's tough, November, we're thinking holidays around that time. And then January, everybody, you know, wants to go out and we get better jobs, we lose weight and all that stuff, but financial success. And so that's why January is so good. I truly believe that January is going to be one of the best Januaries for recruiting in quite a while in comparison to what it's been in the last six months with the big asterisks of the thing we call the government. If the government continues to extend the child care, and it could likely happen, it's supposed to end in December. If I've got four kids, that's $1,000 a month that will go away, and then my Christmas bills will start showing up in January, right? That's going to be a really, really good month if the government leaves us alone with some things. Now, over five years, I think, uh, and uh, probably a, a year or two, maybe even before that, I think we're going to be upside down where there's going to be a hundred uh, candidates looking for, for one job and we're going to be in a much better position. That's where you're going to, I'm not going to like this, but you're going to be pulling your money out of the recruiting uh, 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 you know, budget and throwing it because the demand is going to be hurting. Interest rates are going to be going up as yeah. they are already. Um, inflation is already, you know, obviously there. Uh, we're all raising our prices or should be the gas. Everything is going up in price. Mm -hmm. Eventually, there's going to be a recession, I think, within five years, probably less, yeah. which is going to slow down the economy, which normally makes an easier labor market. But then the question is going to be, which one of those 500 do I pick now? Yeah. Which one of them? Well, you've got a lot of good choices. It sounds like you're talking nonsense, man. You mean 500 applicants and you can choose your favorite. Hey, it seems like a dream. That's a, yeah. I, you know, you have to over-exaggerate to make your point sometimes, but I think it'll turn. I yeah. think it'll like, like anything in the economy. Right. And I think if you do step back and think, okay, you own a home service business, how, how are you getting paid? Well, we went over that, but also I think you're piggybacking on a real estate market that people typically, as long as humanity has been around, people need places to live. If you stay in one place for a while, generally home ownership is a good bet. And I think our generation is not DIYing. They're not changing their tires, their oil. Um, they are wanting to put it on autopilot. So that's where I think as more of our generation, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds buy homes, they're not going to be doing their own stuff. And I think that's going to accelerate the need for even our services. So uh, I, I see them both increasing uh, demand for our services and also, um, you know, having a surplus of candidates in home services would be a, an amazing reality. But every, the tide goes out and it goes in, right? We look at 2008, what happened there, we're 13 years later, um, things go up, things go down. And I, I, I really hope the hiring market is, is going to do what you think. 
I, I do think so. And I think sometimes, you, you know, you need to be ahead of it a little bit. It's hard to be, it's hard to figure out, but uh, you know, to, to that example of the hospitality industry just dying and we pulled a bunch of, of people from that industry because we knew instantly that there was, there was an opportunity there. You know, when something bad happens to others, there's normally a good thing that, that you could pull from that. And that's another reason I think it's, you know, I'm going to toot our horn and say that it's a good, good reason that you need to hire a recruiting company that has the pulse on those things day in and day out. So you don't have to worry about yeah. those. Exactly, man. That's a great point. Cause things are changing so quick, right? You learn it one thing and you jump online and guess what? Everything's changed. So you really need, I always say hire specialists, right? Specialist in this department, specialist in this, you're effectively, if we built out an organizational chart under HR recruiting, should be like Sean's name or his company's <laughs> name, right? But it's like, literally, that's what you guys are doing. Yeah, if, if, if I tell people that on the demos, if, if you can envision us, uh, there's five of us. I've been doing this for, you know, my sister is my customer service manager. She's been with me for 15 years. Uh, and, the, and the others in the department, we've got... I mean, decades and decades and decades of experience in recruiting and operating businesses and understanding your pain. Um, and if you can envision hiring that for a few hundred bucks a month, sitting down at the office next to yours, handling everything that comes to recruiting except for the interviewing and hiring. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why we aren't, we had our best month last month, but I don't understand why it's, you know, why it's not better. Yeah. I think, you, like I said on our call, man, I think you guys are just getting started because I'm happy to recommend you do our coaching program and also highlight you on this call because I think you guys are solving a deep felt need that home service business owners have. And uh, I'm not surprised with your with your success. So um, let's wrap up, man. Tell us, Tom's listened this far in the episode. He's super bought in. Uh, he The other thing I'll say about you and Dan, you like you just, this came into my head. Um, you guys just seem like you are just like down to earth dudes, right? You're almost just drinking buddies, right? Like you're just like, I'm really good at this and I want to help. And I love aligning with people with that personality. Like you're, you're in the fight with us and uh, just, just super cool to see. So, but yeah, t tell us what would be the best next steps for Tom. Uh, he's busy. He's listened this far. Maybe he wants to learn more, or maybe he's ready to go and he wants his two technicians. What what should sure. he do right now? Well, um, David, I don't know if there's a way to, to post a, or a link to my calendar to set up a demo. That would be yep. the number one thing. Secondly, you can find me pretty much anywhere on Facebook. Um, we've got a blue collar recruiting Facebook group. Uh, we're, you know, we've got another one book, beard, <laughs> bookkeeping beard BS. So to your point, and then, um, you know, that's best, probably the best way to get a hold of us. Um, I can throw out the phone number too, is 440-490-1471. That's our phone number. If you just want to give us a call, um, I can tell you, you won't reach me because I'm on zoom almost eight hours a day or more, uh, either with clients or with uh, prospective clients and employees. And, um, uh, I would set up a demo and steal everything you could from me or hire us. Yeah, that's amazing. I guess last thing, can you just talk for one last minute, who would be an ideal candidate for blue skies to just describe that person in, in 60 seconds? Sure. 
I, first of all, we deal with everybody that's trying to get out of their truck for the first time or out of that house without, you know, get broom free, we call it, or mop free for the residential home cleaning service uh, and franchises. We, we have franchises as well and everything in between. Um, we had to hire, you know, 15 or 20 window cleaners in two months for one of our operations we own in Minnesota. So anything in between. The, our best candidate, if I can put it that way, uh, the people we love to work with are the ones that trust us. When we, when we explain here's what the data shows and sort of get out of our way and let us do our job, that's the best client. The ones that come in and have that really A personality, which yeah. all of us do or we wouldn't be business owners and entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but the trust. Just trust us. Let us do our job. And 99% of the time, we execute. If, if, we, if we get interference or you want to stray from our program and our system, we're much less likely to execute for you. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Those clients are super annoying too, right? You don't go into the doctor and tell them what you need because you were on WebMD. Like literally I would be thinking, I've been on the truck for two years. I'm not good at recruiting because I'm still on the truck. Let me take my money and trust the expert and like, let's see what they can do. So I think it, it's just a control thing as a business owner, right? Hire the specialist, give up yeah. some control. Um, that's what I would say to that. Yeah. The, the one last thing too, I want to make clear, because I've said it a couple of times that, you know, on a, if pay us monthly, we have also a short term thing, you know, a four week program. So we don't lock you into long term things. We, we do have services that will lock you into longer term things that are very nice for a lot of uh, companies. But they're, you know, if you're trying to get out of a truck and just need one or two, we do have a program for that as well. Sweet. Yeah, guys, uh, girls, if you listen this far. Book your call uh, with Mr. Sean. Uh, he's a down-to-earth dude, as you can tell. And uh, we're going to be using him, his services with my company uh, as we come into our busy season. So, um, yeah, Sean, just wanted to wrap up, man. Thank you so much for uh, your time. You know, I, I feel seriously honored getting to highlight you, who has thousands of hours of experience with recruiting and just kind of hear some of your gold nuggets um, that you could drop on our listeners. So we'll circulate this on all the big platforms, tag you up. And uh, for you listening, just literally scroll down. I'll have a link directly to Sean's calendar. Um, you can jump on Zoom with him and uh, save your marriage, save your family and save your business. So Sean, thank you uh, so much, brother. Uh, look forward to getting this one up and uh, wish you well uh, with helping people uh, save their businesses. I appreciate it, David. It's always good to talk to you. Um, we're going to be talking a lot more. I, I appreciate everything you do for uh, everybody out there. Everybody take good care. God bless. And thanks for listening. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.